Interdimensional Travel Part 2, Magic, Mysticism, and the Military. I want to open up the show with a question. This is an open question. Anybody here listening, have you guys ever wondered about what the human body is capable of? I mean, really capable of. You know what I mean? We all know that gets physical parameters to some extent. I mean, we watch sports. We know all that shit, right? Then you see glimpses of extra shit. Like a guy picking up a helicopter. Or a Tibetan monk leaving footprints in solid stone. Or people running straight through walls, materializing and dematerializing at will. Or uh, being in two places at once. I mentioned that in the last episode. Padre PL was bilocating like a motherfucker. I mean, when you got a war, when you have to exercise as many fucking demons as a Vatican exorcist has to, I would imagine you would need to be at two places at once to combat those pieces of shit. But have you ever really wondered what the human body's capable of? If you have, this is your episode. Since man's very beginning, He's always sought to understand where the fuck he comes from. And with a little digging and a little research, anyone can get these answers now. We live in unprecedented times. You hear that shit a lot. But it's not because of this fucking dumbass fucking plague or whatever the fuck else is going on. No. No, man. Mm -mm. There's a level of knowledge and a dissemination of knowledge that's never before seen, at least in the modern era. Fuck anywhere. I can't think of... I'm a history major and I can't tell you the last time I've seen such a diffusion of fucking information. And while that diffusion of information may be new, the quest for it is not. And you can see it. You can see the names of these quests have different... They're different for every society. They're different for every time frame. In ancient Babylonia, it wasn't science. It wasn't technology. Magic. In Tibet, mysticism. You know what I mean? In ancient Babylonia, they used to practice this shit called lacanomancy, which is a form of scrying or divination using either a mirror or a bowl of water. And this is known as water magic or mirror magic. This, in some way, is a rudimentary form of dimensional travel or dimensional manipulation. The Tibetan monks have always been a source of speculation in regards to the abilities of the human body. I mean, come on, dude. Like, who doesn't want to roundhouse someone like motherfucking Chuck Norris? Right? Take a sword to the neck, and instead of getting your motherfucking head cut off, the sword fucking breaks. And you just laugh that guy and his dumbass sword? <laughs> Bitch. I don't play that shit. Who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to be bulletproof? Jump off a fucking building and run away. Well, these motherfucking Tibetan monks, that's what they do. This lady named Alexandria, Alexandra Neal, way back in the 20s when women didn't have a whole lot of fucking rights and a shitload of time, if you had enough money, that is, you could travel. And that's what this lady did. She took her ass to Tibet. She hung out with a bunch of, <laughs> she hung out with a bunch of these Tibetan monks on top of this motherfucking mountain. Learned a bunch of crazy esoteric Fucking Tibetan mysticism, fucking magician shit. Yeah, you wouldn't believe the stories this fucking ha- this lady has, man. She can't. It changed her life. She came back and started writing about all this shit. She's talking about Tibetan monks going and put their hand on the table, and the fucking hand goes right through the table. Tibetan monks being able to run for two hundred miles without stopping. Tibetan monks being soaking wet and able to dry themselves at will. 
I remember one time I was in I was in social studies class in sixth grade and I had this teacher, his name was Mr. Franklin. And he was the coolest dude ever, man. I swear. You he looked like something out of like shaft. Like he would fuck you up. It didn't matter if you were fucking eleven, like you didn't fuck with him. That man, that old black man did not take any shit. Anyway, he told us this story about how he was in the military. They put him in China somewhere. I don't know where the fuck he was at, but he said wherever the fuck it was, it was cold. And they had this dude in their, in his regiment who could control his own body heat, control his body temperature. Every one of these other dudes are running around in parkas and shit, and this guy's just hanging out in his fucking board shorts. And everyone's like, dude, what are you doing? You're going to get frostbite. Put some fucking clothes on. He's like, I don't need that shit, bro. Get the fuck away from those clothes. I'll fucking slap you. Yeah, my teacher, this, I mean, I have to emphasize this. This, my teacher, the person who's telling me this story, you know, it was like watching a man talk like a little kid for a second. You're like, holy shit, this guy saw something fucking crazy. It's kind of like, I always knew my dad, when I was growing up, was really fucking pissed off at us. The higher in pitch that his voice rose. And the more, the more I psychotic he sounded, the more fucked I knew I was. And that's what I just keep thinking of every time I, I recall that memory with that man telling me that story about that dude who didn't need to wear any clothes in the middle of the fucking snow. And you have to understand, this is before Wim Hof and Iceman and all that shit. Nobody fucking knew about all this metaphysical internalization, med- meditation, visualization techniques, man. He's not no, this is not a Tibetan monk this guy is talking about. He's just a fucking grunt in the military who somehow picked up the fucking technique of how to manipulate his own thermostat. Now this monk I was talking about a minute ago, they threw this fucker out. There's a, there are stories of this monk, Tibetan monks, covered in water, out in the snow, meditating, steam just fucking pouring off him, dude. Seconds later, those clothes are dry. I wouldn't be surprised if those fucking clothes caught fucking fire, man. We'll talk about magic and mysticism. I didn't mention Tesseract magic. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Marvel movies, man. But I wouldn't be surprised, I mean, if that's where they got the idea. Because we talked about the quest for knowledge and how it takes all these different names. Tesseract magic is a multi-dimensional geometric f- composition of thought magic, basically. it's uh, From what I understand, it's forbidden. A lot, Not much is known about it. And... Uh, is fucking dangerous, according to some of these occultist motherfuckers. I'm not an occultist, uh, so I'm not concerned about it because I don't practice fucking tesseract magic. I have a fucking job, asshole. I got I got fucking responsibilities. I can't be jerking off with a fucking Rubik's cube, asshole. I did some digging, man, and I found out that this shit goes all the way back to ancient Egypt. The invocations used to manifest separate and alternative dimensions or dependent upon the names of the entities you summon. Yeah. I fucking found that shit. I'm actually looking at it right now. I don't know what any of it fucking says because I don't speak ancient fucking Egyptian. But that's the way it's understood to me. Oh, look at this. They have a warning here. comes with a warning label. How nice of ancient Egypt to warn you of some weird-ass esoteric fucking multi-dimension fucking magic shit. Like, hey, asshole, keep your hands in the fucking car at all times. What do they say? There are phenomenon that we should warn you of. (laughs) No shit. Time will sometimes be perceived in a different way immediately before, during, or after a tesseract. 
So I guess it's like holiday for the English. Mon holiday. Mon tesseract. This increases in the practice. Though the fear and uneasy feelings concerning it go away in time and experience. Rather like the fear of flying. <laughs> that doesn't go away, man. I started... I hated flying. The, as a kid, I didn't care. As I got older, I hated it more and more. Like, I don't like getting in fucking planes, man. Precursor effects on reality are usually balanced by after-tesseract events and are often symmetrical with them. The event can be sudden shifts in time or space, driving 100 miles in less than 20 minutes. I fucking do that. I don't need no motherfucking tesseract, bitch. Going through the... <laughs> Going in the going in through the fucking same stop twice in the same direction on a public transit system, losing the entire day. Someone once skipped their birthday. Why is that here? Why do you? Oh, I'm I'm glad ancient Egypt is concerned about my birthday. Distortions in space. Being able to perceive beyond a closed door to the extent that you walk into it. That could hurt. <laughs> a universe where the sky is red and has green cracks in it. Okay, this is just getting fucking crazy now. What are you talking about, dude? Universes where there's no radio or TV on the air. I'm getting the fuck out of there. That sounds like the world's shittiest planet. Well, I don't need the TV. You know what? I take that back. No radio or TV really doesn't fucking concern me. The radio fucking sucks. And television, it has always sucked. Moving on. They say people can change eye color, hair color, and height, weight, or personality with these Tesseract magic jumps. Because this is what this is. This is still jumping. We're talking about dimensionally jumping. If you're manipulating your three-fourth, your third and fourth dimension physical constructs, you're, you've, you've dimensionally jumped. They say only those that jump with you can be counted on. So if you encounter anybody along the way, uh, say la vie, motherfucker. Everyone around you and your social circumstance can change rather dramatically in the most highly vectored jumps I don't know if any of you guys have ever read that that book, Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, by Stephen King, but King man, King has this part of the part of the main part of the plot is that this man is going back in time to change history, and he notices that the larger the event that he's trying to change, the more that time and the flow of it tends to push back by creating obstacles in his path to getting there like you know someone will call his truck will fucking break down uh i don't know he shits his pants i don't fucking know dude that would stop anybody bro seriously like you watch next time you watch a movie where a guy is trying to change the fucking you know the future and time just keeps fighting back but it's doing it in that, like that lame like fucking final destination way just think of your old boy Dave and think about how effective it would be if time just made you shit your fucking pants. I don't care what you're doing. You're not doing it anymore. If you shit your pants, you know what you're doing? You're, you're, fucking, you're, going, you're looking for pants. That's what you're doing. You're fucking... I'm not changing the fucking past. I'm not changing the future. I'm trying to get the shit out of my ass crack. Moving on. What else? They, <laughs> they say... Uh, some say that tesseract jumping is only is the is a better version of suicide. Like there was a good one. Like hey, it's suicide. Hey, there's a better version. Anything's better than suicide, jerk off. Okay, you fucking weirdo. And should only be undertaken in the same circumstances. So if you're at this point where you're gonna jump, <laughs> don't. Because this asshole with this motherfucking tesseract magic, he says uh, you should probably just dimensional jump. You know, if you don't like this world, maybe give another one a shot. Some say it is habit forming 
and leads to permanent tourist syndrome toward any universe one finds on your one all right this guy talks like a fucking jerk off so it says it'll lead to tourist syndrome and uh, basically you will become permanently restless and you will never ever stop jumping from universe to universe to universe because the next one could always be fucking awesome so you're fucking chasing the dragon dude you know what the, the most disturbing thing about this tesseract magic is 90% of it sounds like a bunch of shit, right? But that last sentence is fucking weird. There's only something like that would be said if you experienced it. That's like some, you know, re, you know, fucking perspective is like, uh, you know, whatever the fuck. You look back on something and your perspective is always 20-20. You're like, oh yeah, I should have done that. <laughs> Whoops. You know, this seems like something somebody didn't know about until after they had done it a bunch of times or witnessed it happen to other people. So that's Tesseract magic, right? So let's move on to some fucking Tesseract, man. Fuck magic. Mysticism. Bunch of fucking woo-woo bullshit, right? Nope. Because the CIA, like I said, not that I didn't say shit about the CIA. Man has always been searching for information. And periodically we have these gaps. We have these breaks. There's a discontinuation there's a there's there's a lack the transfer breaks down throughout the passage of time like the burning of the books of alexandria uh the fall of rome uh rod stewart's career but thanks to the fucking cia they've compiled a fuckload of weird shit for you and me to peruse on the internet i'm looking at the cia right now i'm on the cia's website right now and there's just page after page after page of like multi-page documents of basically search was like it's these are research project uh, summarizations parapsychology in the ussr has come up with some crazy shit this all altered consciousnesses esp out-of-body experiences telepathy telekinesis all this is a version of dimensional tra- dimensional traveling look there's a fucking CIA document here, right? Motherfucking Russians. They were studying telekinesis, ESP, latent psychic abilities in human beings. And they came to the conclusion all that shit's true. All of it. Everything. The military has numerous projects in regards to dimensional travel. You have CERN. There are reports of CERN trying to find... Well, everybody knows CERN, CERN trying to find the God particle. Well, they're smashing atoms together, and they're trying to get some type of ripple effect as a big bang. They're trying to recreate that, which I think is fucking stupid. But there are reports that those people over there hitting these particles together in an effort to, to create portals. And this is a portal to another dimension where they can engage with other dimensional beings who, according to this CIA report, you guys are going to shit both your fucking pant legs with this one. Yep. Hope you got fucking wipes, asshole. Listen to this. Good old buddy Dave pulled this up off the FBI's website. This memorandum is respectfully addressed to certain scientists of distinction, to important aeronautical and military authorities, to a number of public officials, and to a few publications. A very serious situation may develop at any time with regard to flying saucers. If one of these should be attacked, the attacking plane would almost certainly be destroyed. In the public mind, this might create near panic and international suspicion. The principal data concerning these craft is now at hand and must be offered no matter how fantastic and unintelligible. It may seem to some minds not previously instructed in thinking of this type. 1. Part of the disks carry crews. Others are under remote control. 2. 
their mission is peaceful. The visitors contemplate settling on this planet. These visitors are human-like, but much larger in size. Oh, fucking great. They are not excarnate Earth people, but come from their own world. Five, they do not come from any quote-unquote planet as we use the word, but from another etheric, etheric planet which interpenetrates with our own and is not perceptible to us. The bodies of the visitors and the craft also automatically materialize on entering the vibratory rate of our dense matter. Number seven, the discs possess a type of radiant energy or array which will easily disintegrate any attacking ship. <laughs> Good. Maybe they can do that to my neighbor's dog. He's always shitting on my fucking lawn, little prick. They re-enter the etheric at will and so simply disappear from our vision without a trace. Good. Get the fuck on, you alien fucking shithead. I don't, do I need to mention Buzz Aldrin? Number eight, the region from which they come is not the astral plane, but corresponds to the locus or talus. Students of esoteric matters will understand these terms. Number nine, they probably cannot be reached by radio, but probably can be by radar if a signal system can be devised for that apparatus. So, I gave you a bunch of information because context is everything. But what really matters in this whole thing is that this guy says, these assholes don't come from a planet, come from some fucking etheric shit we can't even fucking see. And their goddamn technology, the dumbass aircraft those fucking shitheads are flying around in, they could dematerialize at will. I keep thinking about that scene in the movie Thor, where he's throwing beer cans at Loki. <laughs> and fucking flying through him because he's a fucking, he's like a hologram. The best time is when he's not a hologram and he takes that can to the fucking mullet. So anyway, now why would the military, why the fuck would the military want to get involved in dimensional travel? Do I need to ask that question? Do I need to even posit the the military applications of being able to affect and extend your area of influence without even needing to physically be there? But look, what I'm saying is this. That's the most radical element, right? Being able to fuck your enemies up from afar, right? But how about this? This is something very easy. Medical hypnosis. The, the Russians were studying this shit and they found that it's used in, intensively in the RGW field in the USSR. The primary work, Chemical and Experimental Hypnosis by William S. Kroger, serves as the groundwork for the basis of corresponding intended research. The basic research for the subject area of medical hypnosis is carried out in the USSR at the Pavlov Institute and the Institute of Psychology. Remember Pavlov's dogs? Pav, uh, Institute of Psychology in Moscow as well as in some branches in Siberia, naturally. Like, hey, you want to learn some weird fucking mental projection shit? Yep. Time to go to the snow, asshole. Because you have to ta be taken somewhere that sucks. So you have incentive to want to leave. It deals with a known discipline within psychosomatic medical word. And this hypnosis will be inserted into several areas of operative medicine, but also therapy for the alleviation and elimination of pain as it deals with neurologically conditioned pain. Beyond that, various groups have been schooled in the basis of so-called hypnotic influence, such as a scientist to whom important assignments have been given or those appointed to cosmonauts taking it through. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever the fuck, dude. The Russians are in on this shit. We have uh, 
technical reports for certain devices that can help manifest altered states and dimensional realities like Curlian photography. This is I've got technical data right here. What else do we have? Um, this is where you can see, you can witness someone's aura because I don't know if you guys know this, but human beings um, are bioluminescent. We just lack the field of vision to see someone glow. Um, which makes sense. Like, we ever see here somebody say, Oh, I can see their aura, and you're like, Fucking hippie scum, get the fuck out of here, loser. They can probably actually see that person's aura, and you're just being a dick. Um, what else do they have here? Fuck stick. They have acupuncture and the tobiscope. So they stick you with a bunch of fucking needles, right? And they jam some weird scope in your ass. And they find out a bunch of weird shit about your fucking radiometry. <laughs> I'm making this up, dude. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. But anyway, look, what's going on here is that the military combined with the Monroe Institute has found out that they can induce out-of-body experiences, induce astral travel, remote viewing. If you've ever heard of uh, Ingo Swan, I mean, dude, you know what's crazy about remote viewing and astral traveling and dimensional travel? They were able to, to distinguish that some planets had rings before the Voyager probe was able to identify that. I think it was Uranus or Neptune. And Ingo Swan and his group of dudes did a bunch of fucking remote viewing sessions. And they were the first ones to promote the idea that Uranus had rings. And then once the fucking Voyager went by, it verified the, the results of this project and its experiment. What's crazy is that you see all this magic and symbolism and mysticism in, in movies, in religion, in our everyday society. You'll see it on the buildings, on movies and comic books, TV, television, stuff like that. You see a lot of symbology inside the fucking Vatican in, you know, Islamic religion, everywhere. Yeah, you know, being able to dimensionally travel. I mean, we've talked about Project Pegasus, Project Montauk, which is the Philadelphia experiment where the battleship USS Eldridge teleported and then came back. But as it molecularized, it, is it rematerialized in time in that time space coordinate? A lot of the sailors had been fused into the hull. And they suffered problems ever since then, as the story goes, which is fucking weird. And that's a fucking crazy story. Now, back in 1974, there was a there was a research project put out by Harold E. Putoff and Russell Targ at the Electrics and Bioengineering Laboratory or uh, the Stanford Research Institute. And it is a 153-page document, and it's titled Perceptual Augmentation Techniques. And this is the research report, and this is... This is labeled secret, and it was just released not too long ago. It was written in 1975 and just recently released. This this project, this paperwork right here, this report, details scientific methodologies, data subsets, and techniques to willfully induce people into altered states of consciousness, higher states of consciousness, and puts them in the in the position to execute and influence their surroundings at will using a term known as psychogenetics. I've, I've used it here and there. And it's interesting to note that when you look at all of these documents, you see a lot. It's Everything is circular. I'm, I'm seeing references to the Kundalini. I'm seeing references to Tibetan mysticism, Chinese Qigong exercises, you know, Indian mudras. You know what I mean? Like that shit. Here, check, speaking of Indian mudras, trip out on this. The five movement, movements. Go back to that mysticism shit. The five movements are these hand gestures, right? 
They were kind of like Hindu and Buddhist mudras, and they're meant to channel spiritual energy and bend reality to a desired effect. Now, if you've ever seen Ninja Assassin, where he does those hand motions and starts fucking healing his body up so he can kick some more ass, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Now, earlier I mentioned all of that water magic, right? That's really interesting when you consider the work of Masaru Emoto, who was a Japanese author and scientist who said that human consciousness has an effect on the molecular structure of water. Now, if you don't know about the Japanese water experiment, essentially what it is is that this dude took two glasses of water, wrote love and hate on them, and froze the motherfuckers. Pulled them out, put them under a microscope, and noticed that there were significant differences in the crystalline structures that had formed in the glasses of water. The one marked love, symmetrical. The one marked hate, asymmetrical. It was all fucked up. And he went on to go from there uh, and conduct a lot more studies about the power of intent and manifestation of thought on your physical reality. The military gets involved in this kind of stuff all the time. The CIA released a document that details whether or not the body and the brain are an entire liquid crystal that can be manifest, that can be manipulated like the ones we have in our cell phones for a form of extended or altered or higher consciousness because i don't know if you people know this but certain like rare stone minerals and shit like that they exhibit these really electrical crazy electromagnetic properties like quartz rock and shit like that where uh weird shit just takes place energy signatures are different it's, it's really bizarre shit and which you know goes back to the missing 411 stuff you know you have all those boulder fields and who knows what the fuck's going on there, man? I'm not going to get into that right now. But anyway, look, if you don't think the military believes that parallel fucking worlds exist, listen to this quote um, off the Northrop Grumman website. Cosmologist Lisa Randall told the Smithsonian, parallel universes may in fact exist in other dimensions, separated from our own familiar surroundings by distances vastly smaller than the size of an atomic nucleus. But as Randall cautions, it's not just a carbon copy of our universe which a lot of people think of when they hear that phrase. Particular corners of the multiverse that Randall is exploring may interact with our own universe only through gravity. Look, smart people say, you can travel through dim dimensions. Ancient motherfuckers say you can travel through dimensions. Anyway, look, this is part two. Part three is coming, and I promise it's going to be awesome. Thanks for tuning in.